Welcome to Zikrud Avsi Mani Member by Avram Goldhara, and today Masechus Gittin, Daf Mem Zayin, the fourth parak Hashaleach. The Zikrud Masechus Gittin program has been generously sponsored by Zechah Nishmas Chaya Hadas Basender. So the three jobs we're going to focus on are one. The Gemara brings an incident where a man once sold himself to the Ludai, a group of cannibals. He asked Rabbi Ami to redeem him, and Rabbi Ami responded that since the mission teaches to redeem the children of one who sold himself and died to protect them from assimilation, and then certainly here, where there's a threat of death, he should be redeemed. When he was informed the man was Al-Mumar, a renegade Jew, out of defiance, meaning he ate non-kosher food even where kosher food was available, Rabbi told him, Zeal will kishapkili defrik nach. Go, they do not allow me to redeem you. The Gemara relates that Rachel Kish exterminated this group of cannibals. He sold himself to them and brought with him a knotted bag and a hard ball. He was aware of their practice of fulfilling their victim's requests on his final day, so he should forgive them for killing him. When they asked him, he requested to tie them up and strike them one and a half blows with the apparently empty bag. After tying them, he struck them, knocking them senseless and causing them to grimace in pain. He declared, you're laughing at me? I'm still entitled to half a blow for you. He then killed them all. Pointing to Rabbah says, Although an idolater cannot have ownership in Eretz Yisrael, with respect to exempting its produce from Meiser, as it says, Ki li ha'arts, for the land is mine, meaning li kedusha ha'arts, the kedusha of the land is mine, But an idolater can have ownership of Eretz Yisrael with respect to digging in its pits, Ditches and caves, as it says, Hashemaim Shemaim Lashem, Adam. The heavens are to Hashem, but the land he gave to mankind, implying it can be bought for any purpose. Moazer says the reverse. An idolater who purchases land in Eretz Israel does exempt its produce from Meiser, because the Pasuk says, the Gancha, Meiser of your grain, implying, and not an idolater's grain, because it's exempt. But he cannot dig in land he purchased in Eretz Israel, because it says, Lashem Ha'arts, Hashem's is the land. And pointing with the Gemara, it says, Hamokher Sedeu Peros, one who sells his field regarding rights for its produce. Rabbi Yochanan says, Mevi Vekora, the buyer brings Bikorim and recites the Bikorim Psukim. Rishakish says, Mevi Veenokora, he brings Bikorim but does not recite the Psukim. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Yochanan holds, Kinyan Peros Kinyan Haguftami, the ownership of rights to something's produce is tantamount to ownership of the principle itself. Therefore, he can recite the psukim, which include the land which you have given me. Rishagish holds that ownership of the rights to the land's produce is not like owning the land itself, and therefore, he cannot recite the psukim. Rabbi Yochanan challenged Rishagish from Abraisa. Regarding Bikurim, it says, And to your household, Teaching that one brings his wife's Bikurim from her nickname Elug and recites the psukim. Although his rights in the property are only for produce, it's still sufficient to recite the psukim. Reish Lakish answers that this Russia taught a special exemption in the case of the husband. The Gemara afterwards says that Rabbi Yochan derives his opinion from this very drasha. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara brings an incident where a man once sold himself to the Ludai, a group of cannibals. He asked Rabbi Ami to redeem him, and Rabbi Ami responded that since the mission teaches to redeem the children of one who sold himself and died to protect them from assimilation, and then certainly here, where there's a threat of death, he should be redeemed. When he was informed the man was Al-Mumar, a renegade Jew, out of defiance, meaning he ate non-kosher food even where kosher food was available, Rabbi told him, Zeal will kishapkili nach. Go, they do not allow me to redeem you. The Gemara relates that Rachel Kish exterminated this group of cannibals. He sold himself to them and brought with him a knotted bag and a hard ball. He was aware of their practice of fulfilling their victim's requests on his final day, so he should forgive them for killing him. When they asked him, he requested to tie them up and strike them one and a half blows with the apparently empty bag. After tying them, he struck them, knocking them senseless and causing them to grimace in pain. He declared, you're laughing at me? I'm still entitled to half a blow for you. He then killed them all. 
Point number two, Rabbi says, Although an idolater cannot have ownership in Eretz Yisrael, with respect to exempting its produce from Meisr, as it says, for the land is mine, meaning the Kedusha of the land is mine, but an idolater can have ownership of Eretz Yisrael with respect to digging in its pits, ditches and caves, as it says, Hashemayim Shemayim Hashem, the heavens are to Hashem, but the land he gave to mankind, implying it can be bought for any purpose. Moazah says the reverse. An idolater who purchases land in Eretz Yisrael does exempt its produce from Meiser, because the Pasuk says, the gancha, Meiser of your grain, implying, and not an idolater's grain, because it's exempt. But he cannot dig in land he purchased in Eretz Yisrael, because it says, Hashem Ha'aretz, Hashem's is the land. And point number three, the Gemara says, Hamokher Sedeu Peros, one who sells his field regarding rights for its produce. Rabbi Yochanan says, Mevi Vekora, the buyer brings Bikurim and recites the Bikurim Psukim. Rishaki says, Mevi Veenokora, he brings Bikurim but does not recite the Psukim. The Gemara explains that Rabbi Yochanan holds, Kinyan Peros Kinyan Haguftami, the ownership of rights to something's produce is tantamount to ownership of the principle itself. Therefore, he can recite the psukim, which include the land which you have given me. Rishakish holds that ownership of the rights to the land's produce is not like owning the land itself, and therefore, he cannot recite the psukim. Rabbi Yochanan challenged Rishakish from Abraisa. Regarding Bikurim, it says, and to your household. Teaching that one brings his wife's Bikurim from her nickname, Alug, and recites the psukim. Although his rights in the property are only for produce, it's still sufficient to recite the psukim. Reish Lakish answers that this drusha taught a special exemption in the case of the husband. The Gemara afterwards says that Rabbi Yochan derives his opinion from this very drusha. All right, so now we go to Simmer Daf Memzain, and our standard simon is a maze. A maze. So here goes. The group of cannibals running through the green maze, being chased by a rabbi swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it fell into pits that an idolater was permitted to dig, and never made it to the end where buyers to rights of produce were joyously bringing their bikurim and reciting the psukim. Once again, it's a motion. The group of cannibals running through the green maze. Maze? That must be learned off. Mem Zion. The group of cannibals running through the green maze being chased by a rabbi, swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it, which reminds us, the Gemara tells us of the man who sold himself to cannibals who was discovered to be Yisrael Mumer, and how Rish Lakish killed the cannibals by tricking them and swinging his bag with a hardball in it. So the group of cannibals running through the green maze being chased by a rabbi, swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it, fell into pits that an idolater was permitted to dig, which reminds the Gemara brings Malchus about an idolater's purchase of land in Eretz Yisrael regarding exempting from Meiser and digging pits. So the group of cannibals running through the green maze being chased by a rabbi swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it fell into pits that an idolater was permitted to dig and never made to the end where buyers of rights to produce were joyously bringing the bikurim and reciting the psukim. Which reminds us, the Gemara says, HaMokher Sedei Loperos, one who sells his field regarding rights for its produce. Rabbi Yochanan says, Mevi Bekore, the buyer brings bikurim and recites the bikurim psukim. Reish Lakish says, Mevi Ve'eno Kore, he brings bikurim but does not recite the psukim. The Gemara explains, the Rabbi Yochanan holds Kenyan Peres Kenyan Akuftami. The ownership of rights to something's produce is tantamount to ownership of the principle itself. Therefore, he can write the psukim, which include quote the land which you have given me. Rishlakish holds that ownership of the rights to the land's produce is not like owning the land itself, and therefore he cannot recite the psukim. So once again, the group of cannibals running through the green maze, being chased by a rabbi, swinging his knotted bag with a hardball in it fell into pits that an idolater was permitted to dig, and never made to the end where buyers to rights of produce were joyously bringing their bikurim and reciting the psukim. All right, so now it's time for Forbalabach Hazara. Daf Mem Gimel. So the Simmer Daf Mem Gimel is a magazine.
So here goes. The master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine. Magazine? That must be more enough. Mem Gimel. The master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine to see if a slave of his kanas rights to his slave was valid. Which reminds us, at the end of the previous daf, a question was asked, Evich Mechal Rabu Kanas, a slave whom the master sold only for rights to the kanas, which would be paid if he's killed by someone else's animal, is this sale valid? This question is expressed in the context of Mochokas Hanayim regarding, regarding whether Adam Makna Dabar Sholubo Olam, a person can transfer that which does not yet exist. So the master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine to see if a sale of his kanas rights to a slave was valid, sat next to his wife who was engrossed reading her Shaduchim for Slaves magazine with the cover picture of a half-slave being Makadash, a free woman, which reminds us, the Gemara asks, One who is half-slave and half-free man, who is Makadash, a free woman, what's the halacha, meaning is the marriage effective for his free half? The question is explained, even if we say about a free Yisro who said to a free woman, be married to half of me, that the marriage is valid, that may be the chazil kule, because she's fit for all of them, meaning a full marriage. But perhaps a half-slave who's incapable of a full marriage cannot perform a half-marriage either. On the other hand, even if we say that Kedushna of a free man who says, be married to half of me is not valid, that may be the Shire Bikinyano because he left out part of his acquisition by not making complete Kedushan. But with a half-slave whose entire freed half is marrying her, the condition could be effective. So the master flipping through the pages of his green slave market magazine to see if a sale of his knas rights to a slave was valid, sat next to his wife who was engrossed reading her Shaduchim for Slaves magazine with a cover picture of a half-slave being Makadish, a free woman, which included a fascinating interview with a half-slave woman who married someone and then married someone else after being freed. Which reminds us, the Gemara discusses what is the din if a half-slave woman marries someone, then becomes fully freed, and then marries someone else. Daf Mem Dalad, so the similar Daf Mem Dalad is mud. So here goes. The muddy slave mud, that must be more Daf Mem Dalad. The muddy slave who was forcibly taken by an idolater, collecting on a debt, which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Mem Gimam base taught that one who sells a slave to an idolater must buy him back and set him free. A Bryce here states that if an idolater forcibly collected the slave for his debt, or an extortionist took him, well, Yatzel Harris, he does not go free since he was not willingly sold. So the muddy slave who was forcibly taken by an idolater, collecting on a debt, was put to work in a mud pit next to a slave who was sold to the idolater, who was praying his master's son would have to buy him back after his father died, which reminds us, Rabbi Yirmi asked Rabbi Asi, Makra Abdul Mames, one who sold a slave to an idolater and then died, Maushi Yiknus, who has been no akhrab, what's the halacha regarding penalizing a son who inherits the estate to require him to buy back the slave? So the muddy slave who was forcibly taken by an idolater, collecting on a debt, was put to work work in a mud pit next to a slave who was sold to the idolater, who was praying his master's son would have to buy him back after his father died. From shock when he found out, he'd have to refund the money from the muddy field he sold during Yovel, which reminds us, one who sells his field during Yovel itself, during which fields previously sold are returned to the original owners, Shmuel ruled that the sale is not valid and he must refund the money. Daf Mem Hay, so the Simmer Daf Mem Hay is Monopoly. So here goes. The slave who ran away from his master in Chutzwarz to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board Monopoly, that must be more on Daf Mem Hay. The slave who ran away from his master in Chutzwarz to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green Monopoly board, which reminds us, the Gemara relates an incident where a slave once fled from his master who lived in Chutzwarz to Eretz Yisrael. When the master came to bring him back, Rabbi Ami told him to free him and the slave would pay his value because he could not force him to leave Eretz Yisrael. This is based on a drush Rabbi Akibar Rabbi Yoshia, where the Pasuk says, Tusker Evet El Adonav, Ashi Yenatz Alecha Mi'imanonav. 
You shall not hand over a slave to his master, a slave who escapes you from his master. So the slave ran away from his master in Chutzlarz to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green monopoly board, arrived at a deserted house where he discovered a captive rabbi with two captive sisters stirring boiling pots with their hands, which reminds the Mishnah states that one cannot ransom captives for more than their value because of Tikkun Olam, and the Gemara relates the story of Rabbi Elish discovering that Rabbi Nachman's daughters, who stirred boiling pots with their hands, were not righteous but were sorcerers. So the slave ran away from his master in Chutzlarz to Eretz Yisrael, carrying his green monopoly board, arrived at a deserted house where he discovered a captive rabbi with two captive sisters stirring boiling pots with their hands, and an idolater writing a Sefer Torah on top of a matching green monopoly board, which reminds us the next mission states, The man, one may not buy Sefer Torah, Tefillin, or Mezuzahs from idolaters for more than their value, for societal benefit. Three opinions of Tanaim are quoted about using a Sefer Torah written by an adulterer. Duff Memvav. So the Simmer Duff Memvav is a cow that goes moo. So here goes. The woman sent away riding on a green cow. Cow, that must be run Duff Memvav. Moo. The woman sent away riding on a green cow by her husband, who divorced her because of a bad reputation, which reminds us, the mission of the previous Duff taught that one who divorces his wife because of Shemra, a bad reputation, meaning rumors of adultery, or because she made a netter, and he doesn't want a wife who makes an adultery, he may not remarry her thereafter. Two reasons emerge from the Gemara. In one version, Rabbi Nachman said the reason he cannot remarry is Mishim Kilkula, because of the ruin the husband may cause her after she remarries. In the second version, Rabbi Nachman said the husband must tell his wife he's divorcing her because of the rumors of the nether. He holds the reason he cannot remarry her is Kedeshul Yibanoz Yisrael Prutzos, but aroused from Nadarim, so that Jewish women should not be lawless regarding illicit relations and Nadarim. Therefore, he must explain why she's being divorced, but he can't remarry her regardless. So the woman sent away riding on a green cow by her husband, who divorced her because of a bad reputation passed by some Jewish leaders making a public vow to what looked like a group of non-Jewish distant travelers, which reminds us, Rishubin Levi explains from Yudah's source that a publicly known netter cannot be annulled is based on the fact that B'nai Israel did not strike the Gimonim because the leaders of the congregation had sworn to them when they falsely presented themselves as distant travelers. Rishubin understands that the reason they observed the oath rather than annulling it was because it was known publicly and could not be annulled. The Rabbanim responded that the oath was never effective in the first place since it was made under false pretenses. The only reason they didn't kill them was because of Kedusha's Hashem, the sanctification of Hashem's name, so idolaters should not say the Jews violate their oaths. So the woman sent away riding on a green cow by her husband, who divorced her because of a bad reputation, passed by some Jewish leaders making a public vow to what looked like a group of non-Jewish distant travelers, who owned a Jewish man who sold himself and his sons to them three times in a row and could no longer be redeemed. Which reminds us, the last mission on the Duff states, One who sells himself and his sons to idolaters, we do not redeem him or his sons, but we redeem the sons after the father's death. Ravasi says, This is so where he sold himself, repeated it after being redeemed, and did so a third time. He's not redeemed again because he'll continue to sell himself, relying on the community to redeem him. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss? One who sold a slave to an idolater and then died. What the halacha is regarding penalizing his son. That's on Duff. Memdad. Good. Number two, which stuff do we talk about an idolater's purchase of land in Eretz Yisrael regarding miser and digging pits? That's on Duff. Memzain. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn why one who divorces because of his wife's bad reputation or nether cannot remarry her? That's on Duff. 
Membav. Good number four. Which stuff do we discuss what to do in a case of a safer Torah written by an idolater or found in his possession? That's on Dav. Memhei. Good number five. Which stuff do we discuss the Israel Mumer who sold himself to cannibals and how Reish Lakish killed the group of cannibals out? That's on Dav. Memzain. Good number six. Which stuff do we discuss about a nether made publicly and the story of the Givonim? That's on Dav. Memvav. Good number seven. Which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is if a chetzi evid chetzi ben chorin is mekadesh, a free woman? That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good number eight. Which stuff do we discuss what the halacha is if a slave runs away from his master in Chutzwarts to Eretz Yisrael? That's on Dav. Mem Hey. Good number nine. Which stuff do we want to purchase money is refunded for land sold during Yovel? That's on Dav. Memdad. Good. Number 10. Which stuff do we have in Machok? Because if Kenyan Paris, Kenyan Aguf, regarding bringing Bikurim and reciting the Bikurim Psukim, that's on Dav. Memzain. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is everybody. Ram Gold from Zikhu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.